This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Everything that we were scared might happen, happened since we talked about. In our last podcast episode, the Flyers lose to the San Jose Sharks. And truthfully, a couple of days removed, I'm still in disbelief. And I shouldn't be in disbelief because it seems like the Flyers are always on the wrong side of history when these things happen. But I was talking to a coworker the other day and we were on set for that game. I was telling my coworker that that post game show was one of the hardest shows you and I have ever done because it was one of the few times where I truly was just in disbelief that this happened. Well, you just missed Scott Hartnell. He wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm blaming the loss on him going out to do color on that game, but he knew going out. I mean, I I knew I was kind of joking with him before he went. I said, Oh, you're going to get that San Jose game. This can be their first win. It's like, you could see it coming. It was like, Oh boy, this is a, this is a bad spot. And when, when their general manager Greer had gone into their locker room just before the the day before the San Jose locker room, kind of give my heads up, you know, you better get your act together after getting 20 goals scored on two games, Mm -hmm. you knew there had to be some sort of a response. And, and then they went and beat Edmonton uh, the next game. So, I mean, it's the Flyers ran into a team that was, uh, that's as good as they can play. Flyers couldn't finish, but it was, it, 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 unfortunately, it was that situation where fans will look at and go, well, same old, you know, I thought I was having hope here. They were getting better. They were getting better. And look at this. They go out and they lay an egg like this in San Jose. It's only one loss, but it really, it it also, it's a bad start to a West coast trip. And, you know, the uh, post game, I didn't think that uh, Tortorella handled some things very well in the post game. Um, So, I mean, just I know the frustrations there right after a game. That's why they hate to do interviews. Right? But when you're going to do them, that's when you it's when we need the interviews. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you could see some of the frustrations there. But um, it was a uh, it was a very difficult game to watch. It was a very difficult game to kind of connect the dots on what was going to happen because you could see you could see what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, now it's a case of rebounding over it. <clears throat> but it was uh, it, it was it was just a a disaster waiting to happen. You could, you could see the iceberg from the East coast mm-hmm. when they were heading out and they, and they ran into it. Yeah. It was like just this gloom and doom feeling. And it was really hard to describe, but we were all in that building and almost no one wanted to talk about it because you could almost feel it coming. It was like, I just know this is going to happen. I don't want it to happen. It shouldn't happen, but yeah, it's going to happen. And the biggest issue I had with the game as a whole is, when I went back and watched some highlights, it's just so frustrating that it felt like the Flyers for the first 40 minutes were just like, oh, whatever, San Jose Sharks. And when the third period started, you saw like, oh, crap, we might lose this game. Like, where was that the first two periods? And the Flyers are not good enough to not start fast. We've seen them be successful when they have that same push from the start of the game. And it just 
it wasn't there. And I get it, you flew to California, like I get it, but you can't play like that against a Sharks team that just beat you flat out in the first two periods. You can't play like that, Ashton, if you don't have game breakers that, yeah. that allow you to get through that. And your shot total might pile up a bit, but you don't have the uh, the quality chance or don't have a finisher. And that's the difference. When you don't have that, it's it's like the Flyers will beat very good teams by outworking them from the start. And they had some pretty good, I mean, a lot of first very goals uh-huh. yeah. um, to go to go along with it. But they didn't just, they didn't finish in opportunities. And what it really boils down to, I don't know what they're going to do about this, but that power play has to get better. It just has to. You can't you can't chug along as the worst of one of the worst in the league year after year with the pieces that you have that you should be able to get something out of that you should be at least a a adequate number of power play goals because it changed the whole game. Yeah. Uh, you you can't score on it, and they you know the other other side pumps one in. It's like okay. Basically, game game over. It 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 energizes the opposition, it deflates your team, and it even makes a case of when you do get that power play. It's, it's like you're watching it and you go, oh, "This is going to be awful." It's like you, you feel worse afterwards. So I mean, what I mean, I know they've got some, they've moved some parts around, but there has to be some better dynamic on this thing to get it going because it's it's kind of preposterous. Yeah. That, they've, that they've gone this far without finding a solution. And I would love to tell Flyers fans that, oh, it's just not this combination. It's going to be fixed. Frankly, I don't see how you fix it with what you have right now, because we've seen in practice every single week we go to practice, we see them trying to change the combination. We see them trying to make it work. It just seems like they don't have the pieces to make it work. And I don't think Al next week it's oh well we practice it harder and all of a sudden it's going to work like to me it just it's been a problem for so long i fear it's going to continue to be a problem all season yeah i don't even know how much it would be ashlyn like what what practice you're going to go in or you know what style you're going to play to me it's somebody gets hot on it uh, you, you mean we, we talked about forster time and again we, you know net front presence the two guys in front just something to, to get it going like it's, it, to me now it's like okay which which one of you guys is going to be the guy with the key to this? Yeah. Uh, who, who's going to get this? Who's going to get this going? Who's what? In the first place, let's start with our faceoffs. Which, got it, it. They haven't been. They were bad again uh, to come into control play. Uh, zone entries. You can practice that getting in. But then once you're in that zone, because faceoffs. I mean, uh, power plays basically for the last eight, ten years have basically all been a variation of Adam Oates made a one three a one three one and they all kind of run that way with a bumper and then you, um, a man on the boards that sets it up but i mean the flyers just haven't finished any of that even when they get a chance to come in and um you know frost was being used when, when he played I, I gotta think now it's a case of all right which one of you guys is going, is going to be the one uh which one are you going to is going to be in front of the net and just tip something down and that's going to be the answer uh, to me, that's that's it. But I mean, if you're a coaching staff now, it's like I, I would hate. I mean, much as players don't like to watch video, if I'm a coaching staff watching, go, well, why can't you just why can't you just coach something that gets it at least at least to a moderate level of success, at least to a point where even if we don't score, there was all sorts of pressure on this. And that's you're not even seeing that right now. No, it's got to be there in the film room. Just like, does anyone have an answer? No, 
But yeah, I, and you know, it just also, I mean, you, you, you look at it now, even Washington, which had a killer power play with Ovechkin. Well, now with people out of their lineup to set it up, that's kind of dried up. Pittsburgh's can go through phases like that. But you don't go through year to year phases with it. And, that, and that's kind of what what we're seeing here. And I think that it also it, it negates some of your speed because your speed, your speedy guys or your offensive guys, your Atkinsons, whomever, um, the, the York even, they draw penalties. And when you draw a penalty and then you get no cash out for it, it just gets frustrating beyond belief. And it, it even, like if you're in the building at home here in, in Philly and the Flyers get, you know, Lou Nolan goes on the power play and the crowd is supposed to get all excited <laughs> that you're on the Pico power play. And it's like, well, the Pico power play is like lights out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's a, it's a, it's a, so you're not even, you're not even all jacked up at that point. Usually if, if you take, if you get a power play in the third period, it's like, oh, here we go. We're all set. Yeah. In, instead you're, you're sitting there in the, in the stands or at home going, oh no, this, yeah. this is, this is, this is, this is going to be deflating. Yeah, and you can't blame fans for feeling that way because they haven't produced. And I guess the only encouraging thing, and I don't even know how encouraging it is because the last two games they have greatly outshot their opponents, but we see the shots. They're not great chances, but you at least like, and this goes to show how negative last season was, that you're at least getting shots on goal and you're trying to create some offensive movement, but they're not finishing. So that's going to get old to say that as well. Yeah, and and the problem with that is, this was supposed to be the year. This was like phase two. Like right. you put in the foundation of the house last year, your defensive responsibilities. <clears throat> phase two was like, all right, longer leash for some guys to go in and let's take some chances here. Let's uh, let's 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 you know, we can pinch on the blue line. We can we can take some offensive chances because we got some pretty good. We have some pretty good uh, idea what we're doing defensively. So we can take that and that should give us a little bit of margin, especially if the power play is not working. But even that that's not worked. You haven't. You haven't had the guy that scores the, you know, knock the water bottle off. I mean, the one goal, it took like nine replays to, to, to even see the goal, to see the puck get through the goaltender. And that was that. Uh, so, I mean, that's where that's where it's like we thought this would be the year. I'm not saying they're going to, I mean, their winning percentage might not tremendously jump, but their offensive play should be more exciting to watch. And it hasn't hasn't developed thus far. No, and it was there, which is the most frustrating part. We had a span where we felt like it was phase two. Yeah. 